0: No official bourbon matters opening here. (laughs) Does Dan usually do that? Dan usually says something embarrassing enough to (laughs) cause some kind of stir. So,
1: Uh (laughs) Uh, we're gonna miss him tonight.
0: (laughs) Yeah. A podcast about bourbon and the ones who drink it. This is Bourbon Matters. Welcome to Bourbon Matters. I'm Jake. And I am also Jake. And uh, we're down our third host for uh, tonight. He'll be back next week. So um, it'll be better than what it normally is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you finally get to throw some shade at Dan. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are in for a treat tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All this shit talking of Dan starts now yeah (laughs) (laughs) so uh, yeah tonight's gonna be cool um because we're actually doing the first ever preview of some gold eagle barrel pick releases um this will debut on easter um okay so uh they're coming out sometime the week of easter right
1: yeah, I believe if everything goes to plan with the delivery, uh, we should be releasing these on Thursday next week. Awesome. Uh, which is the 13th? Yep. Week from today. 13th.
0: Nice. So, yeah, keep mm-hmm. an eye out for that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, if they're good. We haven't even tasted them yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we crack into those, uh, is a it- Few news stories. Um, so, the first one, a Portland bar uh, is going to be hosting a 60 year old Japanese whiskey tasting for $7,000 per pour. Um, wow. It's a Suntory Yamazaki 55, um, which is distilled in the 60s. And uh, they released 100 bottles in June 2020. Um, 20 of those made it to the United States. And I guess this bar in Portland must've got their hands on one. Um, so I thought this was interesting, uh, because as a liquor store owner, um, would you ever think that $7,000 would be worth a pour of whiskey? Uh, absolutely (laughs) not. (laughs) It's hard to justify spending 7,000 on a
1: bottle. It's hard to justify spending 7,000 on or just even a thousand on a bottle uh i mean i guess if you have money burning a hole in your pocket and you don't know what to do with it and you really like whiskey you might want to go for it and try it um but yeah no that's just that's just mind-blowing to me there's just so many great whiskeys we talk about this all the time in the under a hundred dollar range that it's kind of hard to justify splurging for some of these really expensive ones right
0: and like there doesn't seem to be anything particularly special beyond the fact that it's just old. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, which
1: is, which, which is cool. I'm I'm assuming the 55 is 55 years old.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm guessing that's what that means. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, like I, I I haven't tasted a whiskey that old. Uh, And if I did have, unlimited income. Uh, that would be pretty, pretty cool treat to taste it and just see what it would, what it would taste like. But yeah, no, not for me right now. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a bottle and I'll put it on the bar and I'll
0: try like a tiny, tiny, tiny (coughs) drop. (laughs) Well, uh, the online prices are anywhere from about $1,100 to 950 K. (laughs) So, oh, wow. Well, I
1: guess if 1100 is the Original retail. Oh, um, sorry. No,
0: 1100 is the 18 year. Oh, okay. The 55 yeah. year is 950K.
1: Jeez. That's so. insane. <laughs> <Yeah>. Absolutely insane. <laughs>
0: yeah, it seems like an auction house whiskey.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's <laughs> a trophy if you don't have any. Do uh, you don't know what to do with your money? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, so next, uh, Sagamore Spirit rolls out an orange crush rye whiskey canned cocktail nationwide. Ooh! <clears throat> so the orange crush cocktail is rye whiskey, orange juice, lemon juice, and lime juice. Um, with, of course, some other natural flavors. Um,
1: yeah, I'm gonna. I'm looking right now to see if that is uh, something that we can order.
0: Is typically that's a made with a vodka um so they're using their the sagamore spirit rye um and replacing uh the vodka so that's that's kind of a neat concept and we've been seeing you know the like pre-made old fashions um hitting the market in the past few years especially from bigger brands um like uh bullet i think put out those uh Old fashioned and Manhattan uh, mm-hmm. pre um There's a couple. Uh, I can't remember. Sazerac makes the one. Um, I can't remember what the brand is called, though.
1: They, they have a couple. They have a couple uh, like tequila ones, too. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, RTDs are definitely becoming a big thing. We're starting to, I mean, that's kind of the issue right now. It's like, Going back to seltzers, when seltzers first came out, mm-hmm. like, we can't we can't carry all of them. There's so many, and every company is getting into the seltzer game, and now we're seeing the same thing with the RTD game. Every single distillery yeah. uh, wants to get into the RTD game, and I don't know. I, I think it's a, it's a good idea if you know how to do it right, um, if you get a good formula down and you get uh, the quality down, and then you have good packaging and marketing to go with it. Uh, especially in the summertime, it's just convenient and easy. Uh, yeah. if you're out on a boat or whatever, just, just pop open a can and have a ready to go cocktail like that. Uh, but I can never see myself doing that, uh, just at home just because I do like the art of making a cocktail. Right. And I know most enthusiasts would probably agree with that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is definitely, um, I guess, convenient, um, for people that either don't want to keep a bunch of cocktail, uh, you know, ingredients around their house or, um, right, you know, like you said, you're going to, you know, go out on, on the boat or, you know, hang out at a friend's house or whatever. And like, don't want to lug bottles around, you know, like the, the RTD cans and stuff are, are great. Um, so yeah, this is one where I think I'd actually try it. It actually sounds sounds good. good. Yeah, <laughs> Orange Crush
1: um, whiskey. I'm in.
0: Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's coming in at eight percent, which is mm-hmm. you know basically a beer. Mm-hmm. A good and, beer. Um, yeah, a good beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So keep an eye out for that maybe come yeah, we will legal. Uh,
1: <laughs> we will try to get a hold of it i'm having <clears throat> connectivity issues to uh their website but we will we will try and get a hold of it
0: and uh last one for today uh Edrington yeah Edrington buys majority stake in Wyoming whiskey um so Edrington is uh like premium scotch brand based out of Scotland obviously um Initially they had uh, followed or uh, had a made a deal in 2018 for 35% stake in Wyoming whiskey and now they've upped it to 80% which basically gives them controlling uh, share of the company of the distillery yeah um, which is interesting um Wyoming i think is primarily single malts right um they have bourbon Oh, they do? Okay. Yeah. I don't, I actually,
1: um, I don't know if they have a single malt. I could be wrong. Um, but I'm pretty sure they were. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm confusing it with
0: another one. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Early yeah.
1: Um, I know I'm pretty sure Nancy Fraley had a help in that. Dave Pickerell might've, oh, okay. uh, there's been some pretty big names, uh, behind Wyoming whiskey. Um, yeah uh, i don't don't really know a whole lot about them, but uh we do from time to time I'm pretty sure we have their small batch bourbon in stock right now, okay. so we do work with them here and there um, but yeah, it's just uh Wyoming. you don't really think of whiskey when you think of <laughs> Wyoming, but yeah, <laughs> every state's got
0: to have a distillery right yeah yeah so yeah, I just thought it was interesting. I'm um, I mean, you know we've seen a lot of acquisitions lately. Um, wild Turkey buying wilderness trail is a big one. Um, <clears throat> and there is, uh, what was, there was another really big one recently. Um, well, we're
1: about to get, talk about it some more, but the MGP and Lux row whole oh, acquisition. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, uh, yeah. So Campari owns wild Turkey, which just bought wilderness trail, um, and it's interesting though to see a scotch distillery purchase uh an american whiskey distillery yeah you know why are they are they trying to get a bigger footprint over here um do they just see the boom that's happening with american whiskey and want to get in on that Um, i'd be interested to learn more and kind of analyze why they're doing that
0: yeah yeah it's interesting um i mean it's kind of a trend across all industries that things are kind of consolidating right Um, but uh
1: there's only so many brands and distilleries that you know can stay afloat and obviously there's a lot of money involved and these distilleries are making a lot of money so yeah um you know might as well increase your capacity and portfolio a lot of these brands are tied to many many other brands right um going back to Lux row for example again they have eight to ten different whiskey brands they make Everclear. they have uh you know a couple tequila brands um some irish creams so a lot of
0: a lot of bigger <clears throat> companies like that with a more
1: diverse portfolio
0: yeah um, the one I was thinking of was Heaven Hill bought Samson and Surrey, uh, which oh I was, yeah, yeah 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 like mm-hmm. Widow Jane and uh,
1: few, few and Tequila Ocho. Yep. Yeah, that's a that's a good portfolio too. Um, yeah. Yeah, that is uh, interesting.
0: So yeah, so well, interesting since, for uh, a Kentucky distillery
1: segue- to <laughs> expand out to Kentucky.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is uh, where Few is in Chicago, right? Few, yeah, is in Evanston, or Evanston, right? And then very uh, local to us. Widow Jane is New York, I think. New York, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So yeah, interesting. Um. So yeah, while uh, we can segue, we might as well (laughs) do uh Mm -hmm. these Lux Row barrel picks in a
1: little bit. Um. So yeah, Yeah, tell us about these. So we got three different Lux Row picks, uh, two Ezra cash strength picks and a Rebel cash strength pick. Um, what's interesting about these is uh, Lux Row was getting their whiskey from Heaven Hill. And when we went to do these picks, we were told that we are literally one of the last groups to be able to taste and pick from their Heaven Hill stock. <laughs> So going forward after that after that week or the next week after, um, they were switching all barrel picks to Lux Row Distillate. Um, which by the way, a little background on Lux Row, uh they started in nineteen fifty eight in Saint Louis. And they built the interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Um they built a, a big portfolio, um you know, a bunch of bourbon brands, but then, as we mentioned, they all ha- also have the El Mayor Tequila, uh, Everclear, um, Ryan's Irish Cream, not Ryan's Irish Cream, uh, St. Saint, Saint Bernardus Irish Cream, a um, bunch of other miscellaneous brands as well. Uh, but they didn't build uh, the distillery in Bardstown until 2018, so it's a very uh, new distillery, uh, especially for how big it is. And how big the brand is. Um, it's kind of surprising that they waited until this long to really go all in.
0: Yeah, that's um, a really
1: long time to be sourcing whiskey. Yeah, uh huh. And especially building these different brands, I wish I knew more about what was going on between 1958 and 2018. Um, but a lot of their whiskeys were always Kentucky whiskeys. And you know, building and sourcing those brands uh, without a, an active running distillery uh, is pretty interesting. Um, but uh, so they built the distillery in 2018. Um, in 2021, January, so early 2021, MGP announced that they were going to pay $475 million in cash and stock to acquire Luxco. So MGP buys out Luxco. Um, they kind of advertised it more of like a merger. And uh, let's see. Uh, And then in 2022, um, so shortly after the merger, uh, Luxco went under a $4 million expansion and uh, allows them now to operate 24 hours a day and increase capacity by 75%. Hmm. So that MGP money definitely helped them. Um, (laughs) When I was there picking these barrels, the whole place was under construction. It was actually kind of annoying because we couldn't go into their official tasting room and we had to just go into an office space and taste out of plastic cups to pick these (laughs) barrels. So... I, I trust my palate, but it's uh, <laughs> yeah. it's a little different tasting out of plastic cups. But um, I, I think I think we did a good job. With were they the, at least communion cups? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> um, they were logoed though, which was cool, I guess. <laughs> um, but I remember the rebel tasting like cinnamon toast crunch we all thought it was uh like very sweet and cinnamony, um Mm -hmm. and i don't remember a whole lot about the ezra's except for i'm pretty sure i remember them being pretty different so let's go ahead and dive into these i'm going to start with the rebel uh and then i think i'll compare the two ezra's together and i haven't tasted these yet these are just open today um, we just got a case of each in basically just to taste them and put together some tasting notes before the whole barrels arrive next week. So cheers.
0: Cheers. You're going to have to give the, uh, nosing notes because hmm. my nose is not working today. No. I'm coming <laughs> off a cold.
1: Allergies are just bad. i want <laughs> some pear. Oh Yeah. Um, definitely a little bit of cinnamon, maybe some, uh, maybe some like earthiness, like some lemon,
0: lemongrass. Yeah. I'm getting like lemon and the cinnamon is what I can
1: pick up. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it doesn't, there's nothing really too dominant. There's nothing that really stands out too much. Maybe
0: a little bit of like red fruit. Uh, I'm getting a little bit of like the oaky leathery
1: kind of smell Mm -hmm. too. For sure. And I'm also curious, I don't know if, I mean, I would assume that they contract distilled these with heaven Hill. So I would Mm -hmm. assume it's their mash bill. It's their grains. Uh, that way when they transition to their Lux barrels, they're going to be similar.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the <clears throat> this is a wheat right mm-hmm. weeded bourbon. Um, yeah, weeded bourbon. So yeah, for for a weeded bourbon, um, which I mean, it is 120 proof. Mm-hmm. Um, so your flavor profile is pretty substantial, um, which I prefer in a weeded bourbon. Um, I feel like a lot of times when they're proofed down, it loses a lot of its character um and a lot of the flavor profiles just kind of get overtaken by the smoothness of the wheat um
1: yeah um it tastes very light for 120 proof
0: yeah um this is, it does uh, have uh the the notes that are in it though are pretty deep um yeah they are mm-hmm. yeah I I'll wouldn't say guess, they're like, they're definitely on the lighter side of like the flavor spectrum um mm-hmm. and, like i i kind of get that cinnamon toast crunch type uh flavor going on yeah it's like the cream and like the cinnamon and, i mean uh, the sugar
1: too like there's some sweetness there yeah um I, most of the spice. uh most of the spice kind of kicks in on the finish and lingers for a mm-hmm. little while. Um, and then I definitely get, like, some some maybe, like, dried fruits, like, dried berries. Yeah. Um, but the finish is nice because that's, like, all Cinnamon Toast Crunch on the back end. <clears throat> yeah. And all of our previous picks of uh, Rebel were always 113 proof um Mm. i definitely think i like this 120 proof a little
0: bit better it's got a little more a little more complexity to it so they did they adjust the proof or is this what basically where it came out of the barrel at um
1: they don't say i mean i would
0: assume that it's adjusted
1: because there's no way that these are all perfectly and lined (laughs) up yeah um so I would say, I mean, they, they say cask strength on the bottle, mm-hmm. uh, which I feel is, could be a little deceiving, uh, you know, for, especially if they, they are adding a little water, which I'm sure they are. There's no way these all line up at 120 proof, but yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe 120 entry proof and the proof rose and then they added some bottles or some water to it because um, that's, that's probably how they get away with the the cash strength yeah now i did add a little water to this just to see how it opens up i always I, I don't usually like to add water but whenever we get a new barrel pick in um i definitely do that just to see uh how, how much the flavor changes a lot of the the nose uh the, the aromas definitely increase with a little bit of water I'm getting a lot of like cherry and yeah, much more berry
0: uh, notes. like fruity kind of notes. Yeah. Now. Hmm. Mm.
1: I still think I like it better at cash strength without the water, but that's good with a little drop of water. It's completely
0: different. Yeah, definitely. Like the spice almost goes away. Yeah, it shakes it up a lot. Definitely mm-hmm. makes it a lot brighter. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more mm-hmm. fruity spice kind of fades,
1: comes back on the back end. I think it's – I actually get more, like, wood sugars at the foolproof. Um, I think it's a little less sweet. It's, a, it's maybe a little dry. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would, recommend, I would recommend trying it both ways, but ultimately
0: I definitely prefer – Without the water yeah well with the weather heating up this is a decent spring mm. whiskey but
1: <laughs> it is it is mm-hmm. throw this over like a big cube and just kind of let <laughs> it open up slowly i got a good patio sipper mm-hmm. all right so we picked one rebel um and two ezra mainly because i think the year prior we didn't do an ezra pick we just did a rebel pick which that rubble pick was 113 proof and it lost by one vote uh, to uh, Weller Full Proof in one of our blind tastings. Oh, okay. And you can fact check that, Dan, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so... Ezra barrels, uh, about the same age as the rebel, um, which they, I'm, I'm, I emailed, uh, the distillery to get official ages. Um, but they're right around five or six years. Okay. Uh, they were, uh, barrel, the barrels were filled in, uh, like August of 2017 for the rebel, uh, September, 2017 for the first Ezra and then eleven. Uh, November, November yeah. of 2017 for the second Ezra, and uh, I did write those dates on your samples that I gave you. Yeah, I got them. That way you know which is which. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, which one do you want to start with? Uh,
1: um, I'm going to start with, I'm going to kind of do these side by side, but I'm going to start with the, uh, the September one. Okay. I usually always like to start with, uh, just, I work my way up in the date and that way I can remember if I misplaced them. Yeah. <laughs> Youngest, uh, oldest or, or sorry, that would be vice versa, but.
0: This one I has an interesting nose. The first one. Yeah. The September. Yeah. It's like, um, huh. I can't place exactly The November one is a
1: little More muted Uh, I I would definitely prefer The September on the nose (laughs) But I'm I'm getting some spice I'm getting like maybe some Milk chocolate Uh, Definitely some char Yeah That's a big, big note on the Ezra's Uh, and caramel, kind of, kind of traditional, traditional bourbon on these on the nose.
0: Yeah. The September is almost like, would you like burn caramel a little bit? Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe even like caramel corn.
1: Yeah, like candy corn, caramel corn. Yeah. I actually think the nose on the November is opening up a little bit, um, starting to improve since it's got some air and has been sitting out in my glass. But before even tasting, I can tell you that this is one of the best values out there in Kentucky bourbon. One hundred twenty proof, uh, high rye bourbon uh and 50 bucks. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, these should all be 49.99 on the shelf, I believe. For a for a barrel pick, that's pretty good. Yeah, too. for a barrel pick of Kentucky bourbon, uh probably just under 6 years on these. Um I could be mistaken, but when we release these, hopefully I'll have the exact dates um in our social media posts. All right, I'm going to taste. Mm.
0: The, the September is very, um, very mild for 120 proof. Oh, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It tastes like 100 proof. Yeah.
1: Um, and this is my second sip of the day after that Rebel. Yeah.
0: This is like, um, it's definitely got some, like, pretty... Typical bourbon notes on the palate, and then on the finish, all that rice spice kind of floods in. Mm hmm. Yeah, just like the Rebel, more of the
1: spice comes in on the back. And out front, it's just kind of like caramel, oak, and then all that spice kicks in on the back end. Wow, that's good.
0: As if you like kind of hang out and like chew on it a little bit, mm-hmm. it opens, it gets kind of sweet, and then the finish is just all that, like rye spice. It's yeah, it's pretty good, and it lingers. Yeah, yeah, this it's one, decently this, long. This finish. one is.
1: Hmm. Yeah, at first it kind of goes away a little bit, but then it comes back and just hangs out. I mean, this is a minute, a minute and a half after my last sip, and I'm still tasting it as if it were just poured into my mouth.
0: Yeah, the rebel I had a really long finish too.
1: Yeah. Hmm. I think this one is even longer. Yeah, I like this one. This one's good. All right, let's so see. I'm going to dive into the November Ezra. Mmm. They're very different. This one's like almost tastes like it's uh, like a lighter char. Still drinks well under 120 proof, but I don't get as deep of uh, like caramel and sweet flavors.
0: Yeah, one kind of more even like smoother than the other one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get more,
0: like, vanilla, like, custard. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's much like more, um, yeah, like, definitely, like, those kind of, like, creamier kind of flavors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, creamy, butter, custard. Um, that's not, definitely. It's not as sweet up front. Um, right. This one, I, and I it's feel a... like uh, the sweetness cool. almost comes on the finish with this yeah. one a little bit. Mm-hmm. Less spice too. I'm getting um,
1: yeah. And it's kind of just more balanced throughout. Um, whereas the the September one, all the spice kicks in on the finish. This one's just kind of mellow,
0: more mellow on the spice, but it just lingers throughout the whole pour. And again, yeah. a very long finish. It's definitely there, but it's not as prevalent as the other one.
1: Mm-hmm. My gosh, this tastes like ninety-five to one hundred proof.
0: Yeah. It's it's pretty remarkable how smooth this is.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) This is the third third one of the day, but... (laughs) 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 It's, uh... I mean, yeah, there's, like, no real ethanol note at all in Mm -mm. this. Even, I mean, even on the nose, it was... Yeah. You said it was pretty subdued compared to the September. Right. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not much ethanol to this one at all, which is no. I get get more
1: on the November one than I do on the uh, September one, but uh, no, this is this is really good. Mm. And again, for fifty bucks, there's there's not many other bourbons out there that can compete with this. Yeah. And this, by the way, this is good. I was just going to say, by the way, I think we're going to do one Rebel pick and one Ezra pick this year. Um, But they're both going to be Adventure Club. So we never know with those. If we end up, we might end up getting six bottles. We might end up getting half the barrel. Um, They're going to get first dibs (laughs) when we do picks with them. So if you do like these, if you do, you know, like these brands i would definitely jump on these because i don't i don't really see these hanging
0: around for too long yeah these are both good i'd mm-hmm. i'd recommend well all three of them i'd recommend um and they're all kind of different in in flavor profile mm-hmm. you know if you're a weeded bourbon person this rebel pick is absolutely uh, a good purchase um yeah. and the the september one has all that rye spice so if you're like a high rye bourbon kind of person that this is like the quintessential high rye bourbon <laughs> it is and the the november just is want nice, something really more well
1: balanced yeah just kind of more like easy street but also high proof and still has good flavor the november i think for me personally i like the uh, september one a little bit better I, I like that rye spice that kicks in and I love mm-hmm. how it's very mellow on the first sip and then just boom, hits you all at once. Um, but I do, I, I really enjoy this, uh, the November one too, just for like the creaminess and how how soft it is.
0: Yeah. I uh, would predict that Dan would probably pick the Rebel. You think um, so? He loves his weird. bourbons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the September cause I, I love a good rye kick in mm-hmm. <laughs> bourbon. Yeah. Especially like the journey of the poor changing throughout the sip. Yeah. I mean, this one really is, look for. is particularly, um, particularly changes throughout the entire like drinking experience, which is, which is pretty cool. Right. All right, I'm going to go back to the Rebel now after tasting these two. Yeah, that <laughs> rice rice spice on the September is really excellent.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's special. The, I think the high rye on the Ezra kind of hides the uh, the cinnamon aspect on the Rebel a little bit. but Yeah. After a couple sips, going back to it, it's it's kind of kicking back in. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I'm on my third or fourth taste now, but this Rebel also tastes
0: like a hundred proof, hundred and ten proof at most. Mm-hmm. You won't. Uh, you don't know what the exact mash bills of any of these are, right? Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't. I don't know for sure. Eh, and they.
1: You know, I think they. I think they do say. Um, but I don't know them right now off the top of my head. Um, oh my I just I sent them an email today and gave them, like, the barrel IDs, and uh, they're usually pretty good about getting back to me with all the information that they can give. Uh, yeah. So hopefully I'll get all that before we post it and release it officially to the public.
0: You looking it up right now? Yeah, so Rebel is... Uh, sixty-eight percent corn, twenty percent wheat, twelve percent malted barley. Right. Uh, which is surprising because there's for the amount of spice that's in the rebel, uh, you'd think mm-hmm. there'd be some rye in there somewhere. Yeah, or like more wheat. Hmm. Yeah, twenty being... percent's not crazy.
1: Um, no, it's 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 about average. But um, just because there is so much spice on this one. I would almost think that, uh, you know, it's a higher wheat because sometimes with like wheat whiskeys, you just get a ton of spice. It can really mess with you and make you think you're drinking a rye. But yeah, this one, uh, maybe it's a, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a unique mash bill. It's like the perfect amount of malt. I like, I like a little bit of malt. I don't like the 5% malts. (laughs)
0: yeah, I, yeah I kind of tend to gravitate towards the um except for 95.5 mgp mm-hmm. <laughs> i love i love the 95.5 mgp it's like yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> which by the way
1: so the old the old ezra seven year uh barrel strength rye is remarkable really that is a special
0: pour yeah well uh, didn't you pour it at a blind recently i did yeah 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 Yeah, because it was excellent it it took it took down the hard
1: truth which is which is hard to hard to talk about because you know we love (laughs) that hard truth yeah uh but they're completely different because that hard truth just is so sweet and it tastes like vanilla icing Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: that uh that old ezra ride is like just caramel and traditional bourbon notes like it just tastes like a spicy, sweet bourbon, but it's 95.5 MGP rye, yeah. um, which is cool. Cause we we're kind of after the acquisition when MGP merged with uh Lux row, you know, we've kind of been waiting to see what they were going to do with that. If they're going to start putting some MGP into Lux row products and yeah. this one is distilled in Indiana. So obviously okay. that's some MGP rye in that bottle. Uh, and it's ridiculously good. We get so many, so much, so much good feedback on it at the bar. Um, yeah, we kind of, I think we kind of like snagged all the cases that the distributor had in the warehouse, and <laughs> we weren't really supposed to get as much as we got. So we still have a couple bottles, but we went through oh, like nice. thirty-five cases of that rye cheese, um, and hopefully, I mean, <laughs> hopefully. Knowing how big MGP is, hopefully that's not going to be something that's allocated. Like they
0: should yeah. have enough whiskey to keep that on the shelf. Especially, um, it's only a, well, I say only a seven year, but for MGP, that's pretty right. Yes, yeah. that's,
1: that's that's a good yeah. I mean, but that's that's a good age right now where we stand for uh, MGP, and I I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if there's some older rye blended in there just from how mm-hmm. good that bottle is. Um, and by the way, for the record, I'm, I'm not really a fan of the Ezra seven-year bourbon. Okay. Um, I haven't tried it yet, So ever since the, I mean, it could be different now if they if they are using MGP bourbon, but ever since the price jumped on that, it was, uh, it was like 60 bucks and now it's up to 80 bucks. Um, I just don't think it's worth it. And we, we actually, it lost to one of our Jepson's. Barrel Mm -hmm. picks in a blind tasting, and the Jepson's bottle is half the price. Mm -hmm. So, which that's kind of that's those are we should, uh, we should get Tyrus on here from Jepson's for one
0: of these episodes. That would be fun. I'm sure he would love to jump on here. Um, (laughs) but that was, uh, that that was one in particular that I was extremely skeptical of. (laughs) Yeah. Until uh, how can you not be?
1: Yeah, <laughs> The label looks like Malort. I mean, we have people right. that buy the bottles thinking they're buying Malort and then realize, oh, wait, this is a bourbon.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I I think you poured it at a blind or as a bonus pour. One um, of the Jepsons? Yeah, and I was, like, blown away at how good it was. Yeah, um, I think so I, I did, did a... a wine, all, uh, all four the <laughs> first Did ones you, that you put out.
1: So. I mean, they're they're so good. It, like you can get four bottles for 120 bucks, and yeah. uh, no, sorry, 160 bucks because they're 40 bucks each. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can get four bottles for
0: 160 bucks, and, which like 40 bucks for a cast drink store pick is like
1: yeah, unreal. They're <laughs> they're just under six year MGP barrel proof bottles, and like I said, the the one that I. Picked because it had the most spice in my eyes, um, and I put it up against the Ezra. It it, it destroyed it. Yeah. <clears throat> so,
0: um, are don't, they going to distill their own? The cover.
1: Uh, they are not. okay it's so the only source. Until... Yeah, they're only going to source. Um, and and they said they they have no plans to distill their own. Okay, which which I agree with. Um, it's kind of like the smoke wagon thing. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he actually bought a still and brought some people in to advise him on how to distill. And they told him, why would you try and distill whiskey? Like, everyone loves your MGP bourbon. Yeah. Just keep going with that because uh, who knows? In, in three, four years, you might spend all this money distilling and laying down barrels, and it might taste
0: awful. It might taste completely different, and then you're stuck. Right. Which so is their... A- uh... The the smoke wagon malted rye is unreal. It's so good. You love it. I know you love it. Yeah, <laughs> mm, yeah.
1: It didn't it didn't do well in our blind tasting for no uh, bourbon matters last yeah. year. But uh, but I mean, I, I the, think it, I
0: was the only one that picked it. <laughs> I think you were. What, what was it up
1: against? Uh, was it the Reunion? Uh, I was reunion? just talking about this to someone. Yeah, yeah. it was the Reunion. Uh, yeah, which was also very, very good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but those are very different too. Uh, right, yeah. The, the malted rye from, if you like a floral rye, uh, then go after that malted rye. If you like a sweeter, mm-hmm. more caramel, oakier rye, uh, go for that Reunion. Because,
0: But they're, they're both very good. They're both just very different. Yeah, most of the people there, I think, were much more in the bourbon category than yeah. So they, they like, like the more, sweeter rye. Yeah, I am like, give me all that rye, like floral mm-hmm. and and spice, because <laughs> that's yeah. what I live for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so the Ezra Brooks is seventy eight percent corn, twelve percent rye, and ten percent barley. So, again, a pretty okay. higher barley content, um, which 12% rye is not anything crazy. Um, no, yeah, not, not as high rye as I thought. Um,
1: I, I just always get a lot of spice on the Ezra stuff. Yeah. So maybe um, it's just It definitely shines through well. Yeah, just the combo of, uh, you know, their mash bill with the barrels and char that they're using.
0: Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, I think uh, sometimes it seems like that the higher barley content can bring out some of those rye spice notes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to say that the old elk kind of does that as well a little bit. On the um, uh, the straight bourbon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, although it, the it's like, I wish I, I could try a cast strength version of their straight, straight yeah. bourbon. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like it would really shine some of those notes. Um, as it's like 86 proof, right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty low. Yeah. I, th- I
1: think, it, I think it's around like 90, 92, but it's yeah, very yeah, low. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, definitely, definitely under 92. Especially cause um, the rest of their lineup is like over a hundred in yeah. most cases.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. They don't really have anything too high proof, unless it's a barrel pick, um, mm-hmm. which we we actually have a, a sour mash barrel pick coming from mm. Old Elk, uh, which is eight year, and it is the first sour mash Old Elk barrel pick. Oh, nice! Um, and that should be landing very soon, like within I'm, the next two I'm three weeks. I'm a fan of their sour mash. It's mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah, it's uh, this one is extremely fruity, um, kind of it was it was so far off profile from all the other samples that we received um that we just picked it just like they were all good but we just picked this one just cuz how different it was from all mm-hmm. the other samples and we had like we had eight samples oh uh, wow That's some a lot yeah <laughs> it's a lot um some 7 year some 8 year um and this one was just like off the charts fruity and unique that we just felt like we had to. We had to snag it. We couldn't see it go anywhere else. So yeah, that's going to be fun to release. <clears throat> uh, but I'm going back to these Ezra's, and man, this this September Ezra is special.
0: Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. And
1: even the no- November ones growing on me a little bit. Yeah, I
0: they um both kind of have their place, Mm -hmm. where like, if I'm feeling bold, you know, the September one with its really good spices is is kind of like my, uh, um, like a more like, uh, weekend vibe. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And, then the November is more of like, if I'm like tired (laughs) after work.
1: (laughs) I yeah. like just a don't want to pour. think about it. I just want a little taste yeah. of some high proof that doesn't taste at that high proof. Um, I bet you these would also be really good in a cocktail too. Yeah, Manhattan, Old Fashioned. Um, they already have like a little bit of kind of citrusy orange vibe. They have a little fruitiness. They have yep. a little chocolate. Um, and they're fifty bucks and one hundred and twenty proof, so you don't have to feel bad about mixing it.
0: Yeah, it, I, I think we actually mentioned this a couple episodes ago. But I actually prefer. Oh yeah, well we did a cocktail episode, so yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, we did mention this. We did. But yeah, <laughs> I, some of these I, episodes I, just kind of blur together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I actually prefer to use like uh, over a hundred proof whiskey in my cocktails for sure. Because Absolutely. Even if you're gonna. Like, shake over ice before pouring, um, it helps keep the flavor profile intact. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you don't end up with just like watered down garbage, you know? Right. Um, which, like, sometimes, uh, you know, not everybody has access to like a big cube of ice and stuff. So. If you're going to try and make a like, well, you bold cocktail, yeah, I mean, you should try and get an ice cube tray. Um, <laughs> just, get, just get a big ice mold or
1: something, because, yeah, even if it's not cleared, if it doesn't look good, it doesn't matter. Like, it's still better than cubed ice or definitely. crushed ice in there. But. Like,
0: you know, like, uh, I drank a Manhattan on that episode, and, um, you know, I like to shake it over ice because I want it cold if it's a cocktail. mm mm-hmm. um, so like using that high proof whiskey, you know you're going to instantly add water when you shake over ice. So it it probably comes out of the cocktail shaker at like you know high 90s in proof, you know, which is like a great right. cocktail proof. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if it's something that's really alcohol heavy like a Manhattan, which is like only <laughs> You know, yeah. alcohol, <laughs> alcohol and ice. So, yeah, yeah, and and I mean, like when when I'm drinking my cocktails
1: too, it's I kind of compare it to the journey of drinking a good pour of whiskey. Like your first sip with mm-hmm. the cocktail, I think you should should kind of be taken back a little bit. Like, ooh, this is strong. It's got some. It's got some you know, good flavors going on. And then as yeah. the ice slowly melts, it kind of just like mellows out and opens up. And, uh, that's when the cocktail gets really good. Um, maybe cause it's the ice, maybe it's cause I've already had a couple sips. I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's the beauty of the cocktail is just kind of letting the ice open up all the components and meshing them together and changing a little bit as you sip it. Um, but yeah, I don't, that's my biggest complaint when I go out and order a cocktail is it just already tastes like it's just watered down and mm-hmm. I'm just drinking, you know, some whiskey and uh, sugar juice.
0: Yeah. So that, that's, so I, this might be controversial. Um, like my preferred whiskey base for an old fashioned is actually rye. Okay. I don't know what your feeling is on that. Uh,
1: that's perfectly fine. I've had some great rye old fashions. Um, my preference would be like a sweeter bourbon. Okay. So like Knob Creek single barrel is my favorite. Mm. It's got, it's got heavy oak. It's got heavy caramel. Um, you get kind of like that nuttiness in there and it's got a little bit of chocolate vibe. Um, but yeah, I mean like, a. I've had, I've had plenty of great old fashions made with rye whiskey.
0: Yes, I I made a hard truth old-fashioned that was, like,
1: mm. unreal. <laughs> what would you put in it?
0: Um. So I actually did a couple different ones. Um, is, my wife and I had some friends over, so I made us uh, six different old fashions. Mm-hmm. If you um, remember what was in it. I wrote them all down because I didn't want to forget. Um, so I think the favorite was um, I did a Woodford double oak. Okay. Old fashioned, um, but I used, I made my own pumpkin spice simple syrup. Um, I and hope like, this was around Halloween time. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I'm, not that, I'm not that willy-dilly about my pumpkin spice. <laughs> um, that one was excellent. Um, and, like, the, the double oak has such, like, deep, uh, like, chocolatey oh, so kind of already. flavors. It's almost, and, like, ready to go. Yeah. So, like, the pumpkin spice, you know, flavors really complemented that well. Um, but the hard truth, I did... Um, lemon bitters and a, uh, mint simple syrup Ooh. that came out. Excellent. It already has kind of like a little bit of a minty vibe. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of boost the, uh, the mintiness and the, uh, cause the hard truth has a little bit of that like citrus note too. So I thought that would be a really good pairing. Definitely. Um, but one that I would recommend for everybody to try is if you're really looking for like a dessert old-fashioned jack bonded with i made my own vanilla simple syrup mm. um and then just regular bitters or orange actually, bitters or i actually used chocolate bitters in that and yeah it was yeah. like an I, ice cream I, sundae it was unbelievable i bet <laughs> I love, uh,
1: so I always use maple syrup in my old fashions, like pure, real maple syrup. Um, I think that pairs well with like Knob Creek and sweeter bourbons. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, like there's, you can't, you can't beat a homemade simple syrup, homemade Demerara. Um, it's so easy. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's like 10 minutes to make simple syrup. (laughs) any, anytime I have a Fake simple syrup or pre bottled simple syrup, old fashioned—you
0: can tell right off the bat, and it just doesn't compare to. Yeah, for a long time I was actually using sugar cubes, um, and, but I felt like I had to bake like two or three before the sugar actually like dissolved enough that it oh, was yeah. like enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. So like, <laughs> um, so yeah, I kind of got away from that and started using like real sugar simple syrup like pure sugar simple syrup um yeah and it it definitely makes a difference for Um, sure like you can buy like maple sugar like granulated maple sugar on amazon and like that makes unbelievably good simple syrup
1: that does sound good i'm gonna have to start making my own
0: Experimenting
1: with different simple Yeah, syrups I just
0: bought like Demarara condiment and bottles and, <laughs> and just made a bunch of different simple syrups. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I mean, they're good for like at least six months at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you refrigerate oh. them, I think it's even yeah, longer. Yeah, keep them refrigerated. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Man, this September, Ezra, if you're listening to this, be ready on Thursday or Friday next week to. To jump on the september ezra this is good yeah dan put in your order now right
0: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i don't know final thoughts on the on the three the rebel ezra i mean i think all three of these are worth picking up um if i had to narrow it down to one i'd pick that november ezra um or sorry the september ezra Mm-hmm. Um, but I, the November is excellent, and the Rebel's also really good. Again, like weeded people that like re- really like weeded whiskeys, the Rebel is like a no brainer. Um, right. So yeah, I I highly recommend all three of these. Another- I think we're gonna, I think we'll do like
1: a package deal, so like you get a little discount if you buy one of each. Yeah. Okay. Is- which. Yeah. Is, I mean, it's it's it's. For sure, it's definitely fun to compare these three, um, especially the two Ezra's, and just to see, like, how different they can be. Uh, and hopefully by release time, we'll figure out a little more information on, like, where these barrels were stored, uh, mm-hmm. what rick houses. is. Um, but, yeah, um, yeah it's, I'm just reading the back right now, and it's interesting how they say distilled and aged in Kentucky – but bottled for Lux Row Distillers, mm-hmm. so uh, you won't see that anymore because the new barrel picks that will come out uh, are all going to be distilled by Lux Row. Which also another point to bring up is this: this pick was a year ago. It was uh, like April uh, or March of uh, 2022, and the barrels landed at the distributor in December. And we actually just had so many barrels coming in at once. Um, we kind of asked them if we could wait until January to take these in. And we kind of just forgot about them. The distributor <laughs> forgot about them. And then a couple weeks ago, they were like, oh, wait, we still have these three barrels for you. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's let's get those in here as soon as we can. <laughs> um, so I, I feel pretty confident saying uh, you're not going to really find any heaven hill distilled single barrels of ezra rebel unless it was something that's just been on the shelf for a year plus um but yeah these are these are these are special and i i would for sure recommend grabbing one uh and making sure you save some for when we do another pick a year from now of these brands and to be able to compare the heaven hill versus the Lux Row. I mm-hmm. bet you they'll taste
0: similar, but there's going to be some noticeable differences. Yeah, and I've I've actually seen a lot of people recommending that if you can't find that seven year old Ezra, that these store pick cast oh, I, ranks think these, I think these are like away. yeah, mm-hmm. excellent alternatives. Um, mm-hmm. Which like I mean I would rule I would of thumb say, I, I would just I would I would. say store picks are better than most normal off-the-shelf things anyway so right. if you have the opportunity I'd, I'd recommend store picks over you know whatever special release
1: yeah 30 bucks cheaper a bottle higher yeah. proof um, and a single barrel versus a blend I think this mm-hmm. is a, these ezras are a no-brainer um, when you compare it to their seven year cash strength yeah.
0: I haven't had that proof, one yet, Whatever,
1: it's, it's one fourteen proof. They call it full proof. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's, I trust your judgment on that. So <laughs> it lost
1: to our Jepson. So if you really want to try it, just you you already have the Jepson's. So yeah. just taste that and just think, all right, it's a little worse than this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember which Jepson's it was? It was two. It was number two. Uh, okay. I, that's, that's my favorite. Um,
0: I think the, the Jepson's...
1: Uh, Iron Man 2, right? Iron Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Jepson's 2 and 3 are very similar. They're more spice-driven. And then the 1 and 4 are more, like, mellow, and they almost taste like they could be Kentucky whiskey just because of how, okay. like, nutty and, uh, you know pulling back on the spice that they have but mm-hmm. uh yeah no two is two is probably my favorite but i've the, the best thing about those barrels is everyone i talk to has a different favorite so uh it's just it's kind of personal preference but yeah uh, if i were to pick i would
0: pick number two i am upset that i, I missed the orange curacao one oh um, did you yeah
1: damn yeah that one uh that one like went like kind of sneaky fast like i think people people didn't Expect that one to sell quickly, and then uh, I think we 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 sold like a quarter of the barrel on the initial release, and then mm-hmm. within a month the whole thing was gone. And I'm not kidding; I had people buying cases of that. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I've got a customer that bought a couple cases, um, <laughs> and, and good for them because it's it's you can't get that anymore. That's the only orange style barrel that they've ever done.
0: Yeah, because um, when I bought the. The ones that I've got, um, you still had a f- couple bottles of the Orange Curacao, and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll come back later and get that one if I you know, feel like it, and they were gone the next time I came in. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, man, and like, <laughs> several people that I, I talked to at the the tastings of the master classes were like, Oh my God, this it's so good. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, next time you're in, I'll give you a taste. Uh we have it at the bar. Um oh, okay, nice. we, we, I think we accidentally opened like two or three bottles at one time. Like didn't realize we already had <laughs> one open, opened another one and then we opened another one for a tasting. Um so like we're we're stocked at the bar. We've got open bottles nice. but yeah unfortunately no bottles left for,
0: for resale. Yeah, I've heard great things about it, so. Yeah. All right, well, uh, let's wrap this up. Yeah, I
1: was going to say, if we keep going, we're going to have to do, split this into two again, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, one hour is like perfect for me, because it's uh, it's a little over my commute to the store <laughs> now, so yeah. I can get an episode in, in uh,
0: on the way there, but yeah, this is good.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Uh, You want to hit up the Gold Eagle socials?
1: Yeah, so uh, hit us up, goldeaglewine.com You can see our inventory uh, shop for pickup, delivery within 16 miles and soon shipping to select states Um, Find us on Instagram at goldeaglewine, find us on Facebook at goldeaglespirits We post every day with a picture of our new uh, shipments so that's how you keep keep up to date with what we have going on um and yeah obviously bourbon matters take it over jake
0: yeah and get the app the gold eagle app yeah it's worth it
1: yeah oh absolutely <laughs> it's
0: it's it's free yeah.
1: <laughs> no reason no reason not to have it and you can easily go in there and beat everyone else who's trying to get in and order some of our more limited releases yeah and tickets to the master classes really, oh yeah so yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, if this is dropping on Easter, uh, I think we have, like, four or five tickets left for the Stellum Masterclass. Oh, yeah. That's going to be really good. That'll be a Um, good one. Yeah, we're going to try six different Stellum Black products. uh, Oh, wow. Nice. $100 bottles. Um, And uh, everyone's going to get, like, a Stellum swag bag and Glencairn. And then the week after, uh, we have Fox and Odin, which... uh, Yep. Everyone uh, is going to have the opportunity to purchase their Double Oak bourbon,
0: which is nice.
1: very limited. And every time we we get it, it sells out right away. Um, and then we're also going to be the first to taste
0: their rye, the Fox Note and rye. Nice. So that's interesting. A, they've been like blowing up the the uh, product offering that they oh yeah that they've got mm-hmm. recently. Yeah. Um. Well, it's, like they're their single malt came out yeah. Now, now a rye and then a double Oak. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're putting out several batches a year. Like it, it, yeah, pretty,
1: pretty neat. Well, same it's the same barrels and same stock of whiskey that Joseph Magnus uses and it's the mm-hmm. same blender that's creating Fox note and Nancy Fraley's behind it all. Um, and I think they're just trying to, trying to build up different names, different brands in the whiskey industry um while they have access to these barrels mm-hmm. and uh, it's definitely it's definitely a brand to keep an eye on and we're also going to be tasting some copper craft stuff too which i think yeah. is highly underrated yeah um their offerings for their offerings are all 50 bucks or
0: under and they're phenomenal mgp blends yeah i i think i really enjoyed their rye at the last masterclass. Yeah. master mm-hmm. class um it was yeah. pretty good so yeah keep an eye out for those uh there's blind tastings and the the normal master class events so yeah check those out um they're a blast every single time so cool Appreciate um but that. then uh you can check out bourbon matters at bourbonmatters.com or sorry bourbonmatterspodcast.com email us at bourbon matters. If you want to see us talk about something in particular, um, or just tell us that you hate the show, um, anything yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Instagram at bourbon matters, uh, Facebook as well. Uh, you can listen to us anywhere. Um, starting last week with the Wilson Torres interview, which I highly recommend. That was a blast. Um, thanks again to Wilson for checking that out. because it was so much fun. Um, a lot of information about Castle and Key. Um, but from now on, uh, Spotify will be video episodes as well as YouTube. Um, all other platforms will be audio only. Um, so if you really want to watch videos but you don't want to watch YouTube because it makes you buy that like YouTube music thing, watch us on Spotify.
1: <laughs>
0: cool. All right. That's all we got this week. Yeah. Thanks for
1: listening to us. Yep. Cheers. 100 of you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Cheers.